Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Uh, we are back for the attack as I usually uh, open up my teachings with now. We are back for the attack. And uh, we are today, we are the 17th. We are the 17th of January, and just let me set this up here a little bit, and of course, once again, we are coming live, we are coming live from Oshawa, we're coming live from Oshawa, Oshawa, the city of Oshawa, not too far from Toronto. Oshawa, Southern Ontario, in the province of Ontario, Southern Ontario, and uh, we are in the nation of Canada. I still get questions. What nation are you from? Wow, just read my profile. And these guys are pastors. They're leaders, or so-called leaders. I have no idea. I don't know. There's just so much, uh, there's just so much fake news in uh, social media, the world of social media. There's just so much fake news in, in the world of social media because anybody can post whatever they want. No accountability. Well, there will be one day. Uh, no accountability. And, uh, you know, these guys, they come across women. They come across as if they got a ministry, whatever. And I hope they do. But I, uh, from what I hear, they don't. They put images Good morning, good morning, good morning from the great nation of Uganda. Yeah. And uh, they post all kinds of stuff and they make it seem like they have a nation, uh, they have a ministry and they're asking for money, this and that. All right. So anyhow, we're from Canada and we are in the nation, in the continent of North America. And uh, so, you know, it's amazing. I get a lot of friend requests. I'm, I'm going to keep saying this because it's just that's the way I am. I get a lot of friend requests, but they show no interest in my live streams or anything like that. So basically, I show no interest in what they're doing. All right. So um, very, very important topic today. Incredibly important teaching today. Very important. It's critical. And uh, I wanted to do a live stream, and but I really had I was I wasn't really getting anything very clear inside of me, and uh, but eventually I did get something, and I got all excited about it, and I kind of uh, shrugged it aside, and then it came back to me the next day, and then I knew it was from the Lord, and it's something that I live, and it's something for all of us, all of us. Everybody who is born of the Spirit, born of God, born of incorruptible seed, born from above, this for this is for you, all right, and me. And it came to me, like I said, and it's a the title is from a preacher that I heard years ago. I used to follow him. I won't mention his name, and I still have the series on tape. And but of course I'm gonna I'm gonna teach a little bit differently, quite differently actually. I didn't even listen to the tape or anything like that. Uh, I'm going by what's already inside of me, the deposit that's already inside of me. Please write your nation, please. When you say you know God bless you, Amen, blah blah blah. Write your nation, 
So uh, the title of this teaching, the title of this teaching is called Working the Word. Working the Word or the Working Word or How to Work the Word or the Word that Works for You. <laughs> wow, that's huge. It's huge. But the Working the Word, Working, How to Work the Word. Okay, we got to work the Word. We got to learn how to work the Word. All right, the Word of God. So, I made some notes here, and I wrote here the written word, the written word of God, right? The written word, the written word, uh, here we go again, the written word, the written word. I got two Bibles with me this morning. I got two of them, all right? The written word, the written word of God was given to mankind. All right, was given to man, all right, men and women, mankind, all right, and more specifically to the church, all right, to man, absolutely, but to the church, specifically, more specifically to the church, so that it could work, so that the word could work for us, so that the word could work for us and not against us. Did you know that the word of God can work actually against you? Mm. And the word tells us how. To work the word. How? How? To work the word if we will pay very close attention hmm, to what the word has to say about all of this. Working the word. Uh, the working word. How to work the word or the word that works for you. So that's what we're going to look at today. All right. This is great. I love it. And um, I wrote here, we as God's children, God's sons, uh, those, you know, born of God, all that. We are not called to be the performers of the word. No, 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 no. We are not called to be performers of the word, yet we're called to work the word. We're called to work the word. All right. How? How do you work the word, Pierre? You going to tell me? Ah, I'm not going to tell you. Of course, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to work the word. All right. So one of the ways you work the word is by speaking it, speaking it out loud, not too loud. Go easy on the vocal cords. All right. But speaking the word. All right. Then we've got basically synonymous, but confessing the word of God, confessing it, coming in agreement with it, saying what the word says. All right. Homologio, homologia. All right. Then we've got meditating the word. That's in your heart and your mind. So you're not bothering anybody. You're just doing groceries, whatever. You know, you're just meditating a verse, even half a verse, you know. Uh, declaring the word, yeah. Especially when you're in a battle, especially as a sword of the spirit, you start declaring the word. You notice everything. You know there's something going wrong. You're in your house, wherever you are. You, you know there's something going wrong. There's probably a demon. There's probably a spirit, maybe more in your home. You want to get rid of it? Well, just start speaking the word, all right? And the more you speak it, the more you'll be in faith. Hopefully, you'll be in faith sooner, and then that'll put God to work, all right? That'll put God to work. That will put God to work. That will put God to work, all right? That's how you resist the enemy, all right? By speaking the word, declaring the word, sowing the word as a seed, all right? That's by speaking it, all meditating it, but I'm just, I'm just trying to give you uh, more than one example of how to work the Word, the Word of God, how to work it, 
all of this so that we can end up believing, mm, believing the word, becoming convinced of it so that God can perform it for us, so that God can bring it into existence, all right? Because he's the performer of the word, Uganda, Princess Zoe. So he's the performer, right? He's alert, active, watching over the word to perform it. Jeremiah 1.12, don't have time to give that. But I, what I want to touch on right now is Mark 11.23. Real quick, Mark 11.23, it says, Truly I tell you, whoever, 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 for believers, this doesn't work for unbelievers, but whoever says to this mountain or calls those things that be not as though they were, that's Romans 4.17, all right? Be lifted up and thrown into the sea. Does not doubt at all in his heart. Got to get rid of the doubt. Does not doubt at all in his heart. But believes, but believes that what he says will take place. It will be done for him, whatever he says. It will be done for him. God will perform it for you. God wants to perform his word for you. All right? You can't perform it. You can't. Don't try it. You can't. He's the performer of the word, all right? And you got to teach a Mark 11, 23 in context with 24 and 22. And even you got to go back to verse 14, 14, even 13, but 14 when Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And then in verse 20, and in verse 20, they noticed, they saw, they saw that the fig tree had withered. So Jesus got what he said. He got exactly what he said, which is what Mark eleven twenty three is all about. And this brings us back to Genesis 1, 3 and 4, where God said, God saw. All right? God performed what he said by the Spirit. Verse 2. All right? When the Spirit of God was hovering, right? Was hovering over the planet of the earth, right? He was hovering. So the Spirit... The Holy Spirit is the performer of the word, but also we had, uh, we have also, uh, Psalm 120, uh, uh, Psalms, where it says angels, they hearken to the voice of his word. All right. The angels. All right. You got to put your angels to work. All right. The spirit of God, the angels of God are your two greatest allies in accomplishing what God has given you to accomplish. Now you've got to speak these things. As God gives you these things, you just can't make things up, all right? You can't. you got to do it according to his will, all right? So this is good stuff. And you know what? Basically, I kind of teach on this stuff in my other teachings. I always allude to it a little bit, but I knew I was going to come to the place where I had to do a, a more extensive teaching on working the word, confessing the word, speaking the word, sowing the word, all right? So I wrote here, all of this is based upon, or we begin with our foundational verse. This is, this verse, or this context right here, we're going to look at, it changed my whole life. It changed my whole, whole, whole life. All right? So let's look at James 1.25. Let's look at James, Dane, James, 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 the book of James, the epistle of James. All right? Let's look at it. Chapter 1, verse 25. Verse 25. I'm going to read a King James here, New King James, sorry. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, 
a doer of the work, not a doer of the word, a doer of the work. All right. This one will be blessed in what he does. So we've got the word work there, right? Working the word. But we also got the word law and we got the word blessed. All right. I'm going to read out of uh, Amplified here. But he who looks carefully, carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, which is the word of God, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it. I like the way the Amplifies unpacks it, all right? Because that's what he's talking about. Being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys or a worker of the word, the worker of this work. What is the work? Looking into the word, all right? He shall be blessed in his doing, all right? So that's what he's talking about here. Looking into the perfect law of liberty, the written word, or God's promises, right? That's what I said. That's part of meditating it, speaking it. All right. We're going to unpack that a little bit, a little bit. All right. So let's just take a quick look here at the Old Testament equivalent of this verse. Of this verse is found in Psalms, in Psalms 1, chapter 1, 1 to 3. All right. 1 to 3. Let's read it. Psalms 1, verse 1 to 3. It says here, blessed. There you go. You got the word blessed, which we are, we had in James 1.25. Blessed is the man or woman who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, uh, following their advice, their plan, their purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down where the scornful and the mockers gather too, but his delight or their delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, the writ, the word. Back then, they didn't have what we had, but they still had some of the word. And on his law, his precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, what they had back then, he habitually meditates. Habitually, that's key to what we read in uh, verse 125. Carefully, James 125, carefully, habitually, meditates by day and by night. All right? And he shall be like a tree, that's verse 3, and he shall be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper. Everything he does shall prosper. Everything. Everything. God wants us to prosper. All right? He wants us, his children, to prosper at what he's given us to do, according to your calling. He wants us to prosper. All right. So we got to get that straight. All right. It's not the will of God for us to not prosper. He wants us to prosper. It's the devil who doesn't want us to prosper. It's the devil. All right. So I wrote here, we've got to read James 1.25 in context. Um, well, yeah, the whole chapter, but at least with verse one, uh, 21 to 24. All right. The four verses before verse 25, it'll make you understand verse 25 a whole lot better regarding this work, this work. All right, Pakistan. All right. So let's look, let's look at James 1, 21 to 24. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. Yeah, he's talking to believers. And in a humble uh, spirit, receive and welcome the word, the written word, or God's promises, which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power 
to save your soul. Now, he's not talking about being saved from hell here. He's talking about the soul of man, our soul. Once our spirit is born again, your soul needs to be transformed. I've, I've touched on that before. Our soul has to be transformed, has to be renewed. That's part of the mind, right? Romans 12, 1, 2. Romans 12, 2. But be doer of the word, absolutely, uh, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reason contrary to the truth. 23, for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. 24, but he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and probably forgets what he was like. All right? And then we get into verse 25, which I already touched on. All right? Verse 25. But let's look at verse 21. Let's go back to verse 21 here. All right? This is very, 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 very important here. We need to put emphasis upon and zero in on verse 21. So get rid of all cleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your heart. All right? It's got to be planted. It's got to be planted. You've got to take this word as a seed. That's what Luke 8.11 says. The word is a seed, or the seed is the word of God. That's what Jesus talked about. The parables of the sower. All right? That's what he's talking about here. It all works together. All right? The implanted and the rooted word, which contains power to save your soul, to transform your soul, to deliver you from the unbelief, from wrong believing, from ignorance, all right? So the word has to be sown. How do you sow it? We looked at it. How do you work the word? Speaking it, meditating it, confessing it, reading it, all right? That's how you sow it. That's how you work the word. What do you do with words? What do you do with words, even in the natural? What do you do with words? You speak them. You believe them right? Or you don't believe them. It's one or the other, right? Or you doubt, or you question, whatever. But that's what you do with words. Words, all right? And that's what we're supposed to do with the Word of God, all right? God wants to hear His Word. He wants to hear His Word. That's what He told me back in 2007. I want to hear two things, two things coming out of your mouth. I want to hear my Word, and I want to hear tongues, Speaking in tongues, right? We're gonna, we're gonna do a teaching on tongues, the benefits of speaking in tongues, alright? So I just wrote here, I say all of this in context with faith puts God to work. That's what he told me in 2007. Faith puts God to work at performing his word for us. God does not want us to work for him, but instead he wants to work in us and through us uh, as he was able to do so with Jesus. If you read John 5, I've already mentioned John 5 before in other teachings. Verse 17, 19 to 20, and 30, all right? The word was given to us for us to believe it, all right? It's the believed word. There's power in the believed word. The word by itself has no power, all right? But the believed word, all right, That's that, that enables God to perform it so that it would work for us through our faith because faith puts God to work, all right? A lot of people don't believe in that. That's their problem. And that's why they got problems. That's why they got problems. That's why they got problems. Right? That's why they got problems. All right? We got to get rid of these problems. We got a lot of, we got all kinds of problems in the church. All right? We got all kinds of problems in the church. But we're supposed to give solutions. We're supposed, God gave us the solution, the solutions to every problem you could ever have. 
All right? God is not the cause of your problems. All right? He's not the source of your problems. He's not the source of the problems of the world. He's not. All right? My goodness, that's what the cross is all about, is to solve every problem, all right, that the world has, that the church has, and that's a, that's a big part of my ministry. I'm a problem solver, all right? I don't cause problems. I try not to. <laughs> I try not to cause problems for people. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. But this is very important, all right? Very, very, very important, all right? So I got to go. I've been at it for a little while. And I try to keep these short. So watch them again. Watch the live stream again. And uh, we will see you. I don't know when we're going to see you. Today's Tuesday. So I don't know. I may do one at the end of the week. Uh, we'll see what happens. Okay? So anything. Thank you. And I always encourage you to learn what it takes to walk in your sonship. All right? Learn what it takes to walk in your sonship. How do you walk in your sonship? You got to learn on the how to learn how to walk in the fullness of His grace of God and on the faith of God, because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God, and you're saved by grace. You got your sonship back because of his grace, all right? We're saved by grace and not by our own works. So salvation has to do with getting our sonship back, because that's what God wanted back in the garden, right? Um, God wanted sons, sons and daughters, right? And we, he lost his son, right? He lost his firstborn son. That's Adam. Uh, that's the genealogy of Luke. Right? Luke uh, 3.38. So anyhow, got to go. Some of you guys are just coming on now, but you have to watch it again because I'm not going to repeat this whole thing again. So anyhow, got to go. And as I always finish, I always say, Shalom and Amen.